Yo. Let's just get it started. Alright. Welcome back everybody. This is the file drawer. You look exhausted, dude. What's going dude, on? Dude, I just woke up from a nap three minutes ago. Oh. Okay. You wanna uh, do this right now? Dude. You want I'm ready. <laughs> I, you <laughs> just carry us along, man. I'm, I'm here <laughs> for the ride. It's alright. It's all right. Uh, it's been uh, it's been tired times over here at uh, Sam Sproul and HQ. Yeah. Uh, I had a hockey game last night. Oh, it was which, one, one, one of those night ones. One of those late ones where it started at ten forty-five, so I didn't get home and like in bed and showered till close to two a.m. So oh, yeah. dragging ass a little bit. Plus, I have another hockey game tonight. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm too too old for this crap. <laughs> You got you got them two days in a row, games. Yeah, I've got. Well, I play on two different teams, uh, and I think this is the first time they've been truly back to back. So, whatever, man. Just gotta just gotta plow through. My team needs me. So, are you like a dominant player on the team? No. Are you? I mean, I'm I'm a, one of the better players. I wouldn't call myself dominant. I I feel like you have to be scoring multiple goals a game to be dominant. But I play a lot, and I'm one of the more skilled players on the team. Nice. Nice, man. Yeah. <clears throat> so how, uh, how, cold, how cold is it there right now? Uh, 54 degrees. You looked at your Apple watch. I was like, why, I is, he sure looking, did. why is he looking at his watch? I sure <laughs> did. I am a nerd and I don't care. So you like 54 it? degrees. It was like, it was in the forties this morning though. Yeah. Chilly. It's getting, it's getting colder and colder every day. Yeah. Every day freaking day so well you mentioned that um you're about to get back into trying to crank out some thesis work eh but that is true i am trying going to try to do that um tomorrow i i haven't done anything this week but tomorrow and friday i have cleared my evenings so i can just stay at work and try to get some stuff done and then obviously like all day saturday um so I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what I can do. Kind of uh, getting into the last little bit of stuff that I have to do for my thesis. So I really want to have a, a draft in Becky's hands before Christmas. So that's what I'm shooting for. Nice man. Yep. 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 What about you? What's going on? Uh, what's going on with Mr. Eric? Uh. Same old song and dance. Same old song and pushing dance. Pushing ahead, but I feel like I'm not pushing ahead at the same mm. time. You feel like you're pushing a boulder up a mountain? Uh, What's the metaphor that it, that encapsulates your life right now? I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say a boulder up a mountain. Okay. Is it a different thing up uh, or down a is are you pushing? Are you pushing a really heavy heavy wagon with like a busted wheel, uh, could, kind of on a slight incline? No, nah, it could be. Imagine the the Earth was all like walkable land. Isn't it already? The water. So oh, you can't walk so across no, water. No. Okay. Fair enough. But it's like I'm pushing a boulder uh-huh. toward one direction on Earth and just coming back on the other side. You're like, oh, yeah. I, I was just here. I did all that. <laughs> hold, on second, hold on a second. 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 What's going yeah. on? Um, yeah. All right. Yes, yeah, so that's what it feels like. <clears throat> nice. I'm trying to figure out what my metaphor feels like. I kind of feel like I, uh, I, 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 I'm swimming in an Olympic-sized pool of Jello. <laughs> like there's this. There's a chance I'm going to drown. Uh, but you can't drown in Jello. Are you kidding me? I bet you could totally drown in Jello. I guess that's you chop it up a lot from all your like crazy swimming. Maybe yeah, what do you? Saying. I mean, it's you can you can anything can kind of get in can block your your breathing and then you're screwed. No, I but, feel like Jello would be a very dangerous thing to swim in. No, because if it no, you just swish it around and <laughs> you swallow switch it. it around. You just swallow yeah. it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna swallow enough of the Jello in this pool to not drown me. Yeah, um, that was my terrible metaphor. That was my sleep-addled mind coming up with uh, a terrible <laughs> analogy. Yeah, man. So, uh, are you, uh, what do you do to usually prep yourself to get you hyped for a hockey game or get me hyped? <laughs> do you get hyped? Do you guys get no. hyped? No, no. 
I uh, no, <laughs> no. This is this is the one. So last night was the game in Jersey where I ride in a car with a friend. Today though is the game in Chelsea, which that means I have to take the subway there. Unless I'm feeling fancy and I get an Uber, yeah. which I don't. Know, the jury's still out on that. But I just got a new hockey bag, which is like a giant backpack. Yeah. So it's easy to walk through the city with it now. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a nice. It's pretty clutch. Clutch purchase. I'm picturing <coughs> that you get hype to uh, heavy rock music, specifically Metallica, only because of this. <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, I, I will just say that there is one of our teammates does bring a boombox and puts it in the uh, or the equivalent of a boombox nowadays uh, and puts it in our locker room while we're getting dressed. And I'm pretty sure I heard Metallica on it last night. Um, <laughs> so you kind of nailed it. The, uh, the I guess my first, first, first exposure to someone who was like really in hockey, especially uh-huh. being in the South, um, was a buddy of mine in high school named Dave. Nice. And he was from Canada. Mm. And um, he really loved hockey. I think, yeah, he really loved hockey. Uh, it's a big sport there, obviously. <clears throat> and I think he was disappointed that he couldn't play. Like, like they didn't have any high school teams. I mean, where's he going right, to play? Right, right. Um, but, uh, and he used to love rocking out the Metallica just in this mm, car. He, he, would, he would give me a ride to uh, school. Okay. Sometimes. I, uh, I mean, back in the day, I would totally jam some tunes. I had like a kind of a like my own pregame ritual of just like you know wearing headphones and jamming some some stuff. When I was even younger, I had a really weird song that I always listened to on the way to hockey every game. This is my dad's influence here. And if I gave you if I gave you one million op, like chances to guess the song, you would never figure it out. Guess the specific song. Yeah, you probably wouldn't even get the band. Could you give uh, me a, one hint that wouldn't give it away? Uh, hmm. Hold on, I'm just looking it up real quick to make sure I have the title right. Um, I'm listening right. to the number of letters that you're typing. <laughs> so this song is on an album that was released in 1971. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all you're giving me? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, rock, a rock song. And it's, you said it's weird. It's a weird song. It's it's kind of just a weird group in general. Weird. It's a group. It is a group. Yeah. yeah. How many people are in this? Here, group? here. Okay. Here's. The I want to ask. I want to ask. It's you a some group. Questions. It's a group that sounds like a guy's name, but isn't. Oh, it's people. People. It's probably people listening that know the answer. Uh, Obviously, because there's some of your relatives. <laughs> well, yeah, my brother but, uh, probably knows. Or my dad definitely knows. I don't know enough. It sounds like a guy's name. Yep. Yeah. Like, if like, I told you the band name, you'd be like, oh, that's a weird name for a guy, but it sounds like a guy's name. No, and then I, I would tell you, like, that's not a guy's name, actually. No, I'm not going to be able to guess it. All right. Yeah. It is uh, from the band Jethro Tull. Okay. Yeah. Never heard it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the song is called Aqualung. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? I used to listen to that all the time. Jethro Tull uh, played the flute. It, it was band. Is it good? Oh, good no. Stuff? I'm sorry. Ian, Ian Anderson, which is the lead singer of the band. Uh, play the flute in Jethro Tull. Ah. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to see if I can listen Pretty to crazy, right? Jeff, Jethro Tull right now. Yeah, right here. I mean, you're editing this week, so you should probably drop in a little uh, Aqualung uh, yeah. clip right I'm here. Probably not also, gonna... the the other trivia from, from Jethro Tull is that I'm pretty sure it was the largest influence as to why I played flute in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, let's jam this. Oh, I was like, here we go. I hear no flute in that. Uh oh. That's the beginning. I've heard the song. Yeah. I think. Uh, so like this whole album, I would listen yeah. to on the way to hockey, but that's particularly that uh, that song. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's my. That's, that's <laughs> now your... I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this on the way to hockey today. I'm gonna you should blast of the past. You should Remember, man. I'm, I'm going on Spotify right now, and I'm gonna search for it. So I have it ready to go. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a when you you know rugby or anything? Did you have a anything particular that you would listen to or do to get ready? Uh, not playing rugby. I mean, I, I used to listen to stuff or football or anything back in like high school football. Yeah. Like in the because 
back then you were just kind of in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. Kind of walking around, you know, you start I started. I never really battled for control of the uh music situation in the locker room really. I was usually I was rarely pleased with the musical selection, but I also rarely fought it. Yeah. I, mean, I had headphones. I mean, I would listen to stuff. Okay, yeah, for sure. I also, yeah. Um and then rugby I, yeah, ever since I started that, I really don't listen to I really don't listen to music to get it pumped up. You probably listen to a, a podcast. No, nah, it's just like a it's a different it's a different mode because you're not there for yeah. a prolonged period of time before the game starts. You know, right, you get, you get there maybe and... an hour before the game. Yeah, or at least be there an hour before the game so you can start warming up at that time. Yep. Um. Yeah, so it's just different. Yeah. It's just a different yeah, I, I know what situation. you mean. Say, yeah, same thing here. Like, it used to be for hockey, you, we had to get there like an hour early, basically, to just do everything. But now, as as in playing in men's league and adult league, you just show up as late as possible to get as dressed to get dressed and like immediately go onto the ice. Like, nobody wants to like wait around. We all have things to, things do. to do. Like, like we just show up, get dressed, go on the ice, get undressed as quickly as possible, and leave. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people are. It's, a, it's an adult league, and that someone yeah. um, was late to our practice uh, the other day, and he goes, "Yeah, look, I, I wanted to be. I, I'd rather be here doing like warm ups, but I had diaper duty. You know, what I'm saying people, have kids, <laughs> and families, and exactly, you know, and we're, no, you know, it's that's a you pay to play these, you know, adult league sports. Yep. Um, I want to make one quick correction uh, as I'm sitting here looking at the Jethro Tull uh, list of like most popular songs. The primary song I listen to to get pumped up is called Locomotive Breath, not Aqualung. Aqualung okay. is their most popular one, but Locomotive Breath was the song that like was like my go-to song. Just, okay. just throwing that out there. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. My, okay. Okay. My mouth feels funny. I still have, still feel a little sleepy. I call it yuck mouth. Do you think like mm. do this? Hold your hand over your head and try to breathe in your breath. Does it uh, stink? You get that yuck mouth. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. Uh, I don't understand why when I nap I drool, but when I go to bed for real I don't. Where, do you nap in the bed? Yeah, I was huh. in my bed right now, huh. fully clothed, but using my normal pillow with my normal setup. Asleep. Wake up with my face just like moist from my pillow because I've just been drooling for forty minutes. Maybe that nap is because you're really, really tired. And yeah, but it seems like every time I nap, I drool. But when I go to bed, which is still sleeping, I don't drool. Or maybe, maybe you drool, but maybe right you sleep for so long up. it dries up. Yeah, that's possible. You look for I some drool guess. stains. I guess. Have you ever taken like I hate taking my pillowcase off my pillow, man. I don't know. Why pillows get so beat up and disgusting? Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a disgusting human being. But my pillows look like they've been through a war zone. Well, you know, maybe it's time for new pillows. Yeah, I'm gonna add that to my say, list. How long do you keep your pillows? <laughs> because I keep, I keep mine for probably a ridiculously longer time than oh, I do. Me too. And I get made I keep, fun of because I keep I'm just them like, for. You're not, you're not supposed to buy the new ones. You're supposed to just keep the same ones. If they exactly. feel hard, that's what that's what covers are for. I'm not putting yes, my face on the exactly. actual nastiness. I basically keep them until they're so disgusting. I just feel obligated to get new ones. Yeah. Do you um? Do you ever wash your pillows? I have never washed a pillow. In my Why life. would you? You cover it How up. How would you? Ugh. You cover it up. You take off the cover. You wash it, and you, and you the, don't think about it. You don't. And you don't. You, you don't cover it up, it. and you don't think about it. Exactly. That's uh, that. You know what? That fits a lot of different areas of my life. <laughs> You just cover it up and you don't think about it and um, it'll be okay. That's what I used to actually say about like dust. People were like, you don't dust under, underneath things. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, like, no, you don't. That's, not, the, you don't even that's look the, the most conveniently located under dust. Things? Like, thank you, dust, for going under it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to see you now. I wish all the dust around me would go underneath exactly. something so I didn't have to deal with it. Exactly. Once I see it, it's like, all right, that looks sorry. I have to do that. I have to yeah, it. you got to take care of the visible but dust. Don't look but... for dust that you can't see. <laughs> no. What are you doing? What's that? What's that? What are those? What's that movie? Make it work it's probably for us. been done in so many movies where they put on the white glove and like feel underneath like the um, lampshade or something. Yeah. We're not doing any of that. No, this is, it's ridiculous. It is totally ridiculous. I'm glad we're on the we're on the same page. We would uh, <laughs> we would have been good roommates. I think we would have meshed well. <laughs> uh, huh. I got to talk about. Um, I remember. I don't know when I was talking about it. Maybe around Halloween. I said that my buddy from high school released a. Ray Lewis video, right? Motivating children to trick or treat. They went viral. Yeah, it went viral. Yep. And I guess it's still getting the hits or whatever. And so um, I don't. Do you follow the UFC fights at all? 
Uh, just when gifts show up on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> so no. That's basically it. So um, the the uh, the last UFC event thing was UFC nine one ninety three, I believe. Um, uh, there was a, a upset essentially with the uh, the women's. Oh yeah, um, I, I totally not sure. saw that. Yeah, I'm not sure what weight class she is, uh, title or whatever. But uh, Ronda Rousey got beat, yeah. which um, nobody saw coming. Nobody saw coming in the way that she got beat. She got uh, beat with authority. Yeah, with like just domination. Like, yeah, it's yeah. um. I don't. Did you watch any of the videos? I I saw the knockout. Yeah, it was uh in the whole the whole. I mean, the knockout was what knocked her out, but the whole. Fight. I mean, the whole first round, she was just chasing her around basically yeah. and not really being able to engage. She, and uh, Holly Holmes was catching uh, her with elbows to the face. Like I was, oh gosh, I'm like, yeah. this is ridiculous. <laughs> Holly Holm, I think her name. I said Holmes. Uh, Holly Holm. Holly, whatever her name is, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Holly Holm. No, Holly. Holly, Holly, Holly wailed Holly. on Ronda. And um, so my buddy, he, he ended up releasing a motivational, uh, motivational speech. Ronda Rousey. Oh, nice. Which uh, was was pretty funny. I'm going to try to play like the beginning of the clip, but obviously we'll link to it. You had you had expressed hope that he would continue doing things online and things like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now those same individuals are rejoicing the fact that last night you got defeated. And it wasn't by a judge's decision. Because if it was by a judge's decision, you could probably still justify that maybe last night the judges just didn't like me. You woke up this morning to millions of people rejoicing the fact that last night you got knocked out. How are you going to handle that? You got two choices. You could go home, lock yourself in, look at your walls. Uh, obviously, we'll put a clip to that, but uh, I, yeah. I, I have to hype up my buddy. <laughs> it, it, is, uh, it is stuff. But uh, I have a question. Does he yeah. take commissions? Will he record a pump-up video that I can just listen to on the way to work in the morning? He probably would. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, Sam. You're an org design specialist. Probably, These people need you. <laughs> he probably would. And, and he's the type of dude. He'll do a little research and use like terminology in our field yes. to make it make sense. He's the type, that type of guy. I like um, it. But anyways, Twitter is Andre at Andre Boyd nineteen eighty one. I got it. All right, cool. Um, but he doesn't. He hasn't really put out. He's not. I think he's trying to figure out the social media stuff. Like I said, he yeah. uh, he wasn't really a social media guy. Uh, he just like making funny videos and I guess sending it to himself. I don't know. He was pure. He was he, a pure creator. He wasn't in it for social media. He wasn't trying to game the system. Exactly. Just doing what he wants to do. Exactly. I like um, it. I respect it. Yeah. So that that was cool. Um. And then I'm um, so you know um, I think I, all the stuff blends in. But anyway, you had mentioned that um, I should check out some show. Oh yeah, Rick and Morty. And uh, I did not check out that show. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, side note, I got I showed it to Emily, yeah. and when I was there in California, we crushed the first season in like a day. Okay, there's she's like ten minutes. She's into right? it too. Yeah, uh, no, they're longer than that, yeah. but not much longer. Oh, okay. Like the twenty minutes long. I um actually let me let me uh, so uh, on two occasions I, I was about to watch it but I didn't because I got caught some I got caught up. That's, that's supposed to make me feel better. Is that supposed to make I, me feel it, better? It, it, it means I'll get to it. I'll get okay. To it. So, um, the first thing is I was kind of just looking around like at comedy shows and stuff. I was like, oh, "We're working Morty," and somehow I started thinking about. I don't know. I don't know what what I started thinking about. I think I was trying to figure out what I wanted to watch for you know short period of time i wanted to take a little break from doing something mm-hmm. i don't know so instead i opened L- up a little break instead. from reading your uh, longitudinal uh, data i haven't read book. that i haven't read that in forever <laughs> um but i i turned on netflix instead i just have it bookmarked mm-hmm. you know on my on my screen so i was like let me click there first and lo and behold low lo and behold mm-hmm I saw at the uh, top of my Netflix screen the little ad thing for With Bob and David. What's that? It's a different show with two people's names that wasn't the one that I told you to watch. So <laughs> And so 
So did you ever watch Mr. Show with Bob and David back in the day? No, but I'm a little bit familiar with it. It's um, David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. Yep, yep. Oh this. yeah, because they're doing they're they're rebooting it, aren't they? Yeah, and it's on Netflix. Is it out now? Yeah, and there's like a <gasps> there's only like five episodes. That. I think. Okay, five or six I love episodes. both those guys, dude. Man, it's it's it is to me is so good and so sharp. Um, and so the last episode is actually them showing their creative process, which oh, I really I love. Creative processes. Because like the way that they're talking about these these sketches, I mean, it's so thoughtful. You know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, it, yeah. it, you watch it, and you already kind of assume it, it's not your sort of easy. What it's not what I would consider like the easy gag type of thing. Right, right. Um, and yeah, it's just so good. It's so well done. I think it definitely has a. Uh, it kind of um, contributes, uh, kind of fills a hole, I guess, in the comedy sketch world. I think that needs to be filled. Mm-hmm. Much like that hole in your wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> definitely good. Wall. Actually, definitely I do have a good. hole in my wall. You just can't <laughs> see it from where you are. Um, All right, cool. I'm gonna add that to my list then. Yeah, uh, it's good. Nice. Man. It, I, I really enjoyed it. And for me, like you know, I'm such a critique of comedy, so it's not even good. I necessarily wasn't like you know slapping my knee and bent over right. the whole time, but man, I so enjoyed it. I, I so enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I think. It's there's like different ways to appreciate something, especially comedy. Like you don't necessarily have to be doubled over laughing to find something just absolutely delightful. And then so that was that was failure one of yeah. me thinking about watching Morton. What is it called? Morton Rick Rick, Rick and Morton. Mort- Rick and Rick Morty. And Morty. And I actually, and the second time I got closer, uh-huh. I went to the uh-huh. uh, Adult Swim website. Okay, wow, you're you're getting so close, man. You're getting warmer every time. And I actually saw the next time is you're gonna you're gonna load up the first episode and then turn it off. And then I, I was trying to figure tell out me about it, like how how the website works. Because I was looking at the shows, but then uh-huh. it like you know show it automatically brings up a show. I don't, maybe I clicked on the wrong link. I didn't click on like the homepage of um, Adult Swim, okay, or something. I don't know. First, it brought up like the Mike Tyson Adventures, which I eventually want to watch because I've been seeing the advertisements for that. But Mike I'm not Tyson watch Mysteries. It. Uh, yeah, Mike Tyson mysteries. I was like, no, 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 let me not watch that. And then I saw the Rick and Morty. Yeah. But then I also you, saw, you like, as it. I was looking at the the, the um the menu of items, I saw um I I saw wow, what's the name of it? Adult Swim, Black Jesus, Robot Chicken, Squidbillies. Uh, <laughs> all sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, nah, it's uh it's uh it was it was it's one of those uh, Tim and Eric shows. Mm. I think it was um Nighttime? Is there something called Nighttime or, or I don't know. Ah, what is it called? Why are you so bad at this? What is it oh uh, Tim and Eric's bedtime stories. Okay. So I started watching that. I watched two episodes of that. They're short. Okay. Yeah. Those guys are weird does. <laughs> if you watch the when you watch the first one, you're gonna be like, "What is what is this about?" It's all, it's yeah. almost like a Twilight Zone meets some sort of weird uh, David Lynch esque. Not not really. It's not as weird as mm-hmm. David Lynch type stuff, but it definitely is weird. It has a weird thing, and I don't. You know, I've heard this phrase kind of being passed along in the, I guess the comedy world like through, through the news through the media I guess where they talk about like anti-comedy and okay. I guess that's how these two have been described at, at times and that's what it felt like it was so weird though man it was so weird <laughs> you you like weird stuff so it was so weird and then uh, I, Bob I'm a little bit afraid of how weird it might be Bob Odenkirk was in their second uh, episode and okay and that's when I saw that they're actually the producers they're actually producing the with Bob and David show ah Gotcha. Um, so. See, well, I'm glad. So you, so you, you, you ignored my recommendation, but it did set you on a journey of other things that you enjoyed. So I can feel like I can take a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, and I, I definitely will get to Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I'm seeing this whole list of Adult Swim shows that look so good. No, Do you ever watch? I know I was just, I was just, I just closed the site, but uh, I saw. Have you ever watched uh, Children's Hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's also it's that's a really stupid, weird, it's stupid, weird show. Yeah. Uh, I like. The- I can't believe Squidbillies is still on TV. I remember 
when it first started because it used to always come on after Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and I used to watch that a lot. I'm trying to figure out what what is Squid Bill. I'm looking for it right now, just to see weird, what it man. is. Is it weird? It's weird. It's about uh, hillbilly squids. Uh, it's so if you, as you may have been able to put together from the name. Oh, this is so ridiculous. Adult Swim. I like. I mean, I like the idea. I mean, they talk about. Well, I don't know if it's innovation or not, but the idea of like the sort of just short show. I think most, a lot of their shows that come on during that time are like. 11 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah, they're, they're short. Um, easy to produce. Good for short attention spans mm-hmm. and people who are super high, which I'm pretty sure like 80% of Aqua Teen's fans probably were at the time. Yeah, probably so. I never was. I appreciated it for its more nuanced uh, comedy, but <laughs> I could see how people who were super baked would find it hilarious. Yeah. So that's, that's, how, that's the story of how I did not watch Rick and Morty. Wonderful. Well, yeah, I uh, maybe I'll do that every week. I'll just tell you. you my... just, <laughs> this is the this is the part of the show where you just tell me everything else you did other than the stuff I told you that you should do. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I guess you just want to see me get steadily more and more enraged. <laughs> uh, I had a unique, or no, not unique. Hundreds of people have done this, but I had an interesting experience in that. Have you heard of Trunk Club? I have. Okay. I have. So I had, I had heard of it too oh, for like, I don't know, I just saw like advertisements or something. I knew the name. And then a buddy of mine came over a couple weeks ago and uh, mentioned that he was using Trunk Club and they're based here in New York. Um, the basic idea is that you have somebody who is your quote-unquote stylist and will send you clothes that they think you will like. And then you can decide what you want to buy. You can send back the stuff that you don't want. Um, And as somebody who hates clothes shopping, it was very appealing to me. So the cool thing is, since they're based in New York, if you want, you can schedule an appointment to go into their offices, which are like the wing of a mansion in in New York Mm -hmm. and your stylist will work with you for an hour and a half, however long you want. Really? You tell them what you like, what you want. And and she just brought so much stuff that I tried on and we took note of what fit me well. So that in the future, if I want her to send me something like we already know what fits, um, like somebody who is actually good at telling me like what, how things look. It was, like it was at first kind of uncomfortable because I never really think about my wardrobe at all. But I like I know that I need I needed at least new jeans. Yeah. And I've had this experience where I have tried to buy jeans online four times in the past like four months. Yeah. Every time the sizing is totally off. Yeah. And I've discovered actually that I have this weird problem that other hockey players have where jeans won't fit us in the thighs. Yeah. But will fit everywhere else. And when I told her that, she was like, oh, you know, there's a brand of jeans that are designed by a former hockey player, specifically for hockey players. And she had them there. And I tried them on and they fit incredibly well. It was such a like a both like I felt fancy and I'm not a fancy person, but I felt mm-hmm. fancy because I was trying on a bunch of like really nice clothes. I, I tried on a jacket that was $1,000. That's crazy. I didn't buy it. <laughs> Uh, it was like a sports coat, thousand yeah, yeah. dollars. I look great in it. Let me just say right now, I look incredible. Yeah, yeah. But I did not spend a thousand dollars on, on that coat. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I spent like two hours today trying on clothes and having a professional like make sure they fit me correctly mm-hmm. and made sure they looked good. And I uh, bought some, bought two pairs of pants and a different, much much cheaper sports coat. Yeah. So. Trunk That's club, a, for if if you if you don't want to go shopping for yourself, is pretty awesome. Yeah, so I, I like that idea, man. A, I Me hate too. driving around Me to different too. stores, but also I hate. I mean, obviously, women talk about this a, a lot um, as well. So it's not just men's clothes, but mm-hmm. you have these different brands whose sizes all fit differently. Totally different. Totally different. And then yeah. I, I've noticed, like I was looking for jeans as well. The same jean would be just slightly different. Like the, you yeah, know, it'd be a slightly different style. And it's so annoying to try them on, try them off. Yeah, I just want to know. Like, I wish there was just a one-stop spot. And I guess it, you need to know someone who knows clothes. Yeah, to just be like, oh, this this brand happens to fit a little tighter, a little whatever. Yeah, for and sure. So 
Yeah, um, people who are, I guess I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to say that we're necessarily like supreme athletes or anything, but people that do <laughs> do sporting activities, but specifically leg stuff, yeah. you know, doing a lot of running or thighs yeah, or whatever, make things difficult. have a difficult time finding jeans. Well, fit. and the cool thing about Trunk Club too is that like, I, I, no time was I actually under, I didn't pay specifically for this person's two hours of time and I was under no obligation to actually buy anything either. Yeah. Um, I did end up doing it because it ended up being really useful and I knew that I needed a couple of things. Uh, so it's not like, it's not like I paid somebody like $200 to come out and like f- help me figure out what clothes to buy. It was yeah. like, it's all built into the idea, um, which makes a lot of sense if they make this first uh, first experience with their service really good. And we spent a lot of time getting all my measurements down in the future. It should be easy for so easy. for me to say, Hey, you know, send me two pairs of pants and two shirts that you think might look good. And we've already got all my sizes specific for each brand and she can just send them to me. Now, um, so I'm, I'm super stoked about that. Now what I don't, what, what they may not be uh, prepared for is the S coefficient. S coefficient. This Tell is me this, about this. This is what I. This is this is what I am. This is what I am uh, uh, proposing. Okay. There's an S coefficient called the okay. seamless coefficient. Seamless coefficient. Nice. The seamless coefficient has built into it the number of times you seamlessly order Indian food, <laughs> Indian food pizza, whatever. Wait, did you and say Indian food comma pizza Indian or Indian food, food, food pizza. pizza? No, Indian food pizza is a great invention. Holy <laughs> crap. I'm ordering both of those together next time and putting them. Put oh, yeah. Anyway, so tell me more about the seamless coefficient. Well, uh, and then plus plus time mm-hmm. means a year from now, none of those measurements, nothing will. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing. True. Nothing will fit. True. That was, is probably true. That actually um, just, yeah. Yeah, that just actually opened me up, uh, made me think about something I just read, um, and I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. All right. And um, a world that, you know, I wish I was, A, smart enough to maybe get into, uh, back in the day. Anyway, this, I, these, all, these, these um, number files, for lack of a better word, who like lo- love math and math problems, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so there's an article about how someone solved one of the um, – uh, one of the problems that's on this like Millennium Prize list. Have you ever heard of that? Or no, Million uh, Dollar Prize list or something. I I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I don't actually know what you're talking about. Um, and I believe it was called yeah the Millennial Prize problems. And so I don't know if the guy really. I, mean, I didn't really read the article, mm-hmm. uh, but if, it, seeing it, um, the article said that this guy, uh, I think in Nigeria, saw the Riemann hypothesis. Okay. Um, which maybe then look at then it it said that there's a like a list of I don't know eight or so questions or eight or so problems mm-hmm. in the math world where they haven't been solved where people have offered up a million dollars if you can either disprove or prove some of nice. these or or solve them and so in this case are you proposing that you and I take a couple of these on no because <laughs> I started watching you know my obsessive mind I started watching a video trying to understand this whole Riemann hypothesis and I'm like. Yeah, first, rocket. first, I was like, I don't even understand what the problem is here. <laughs> but, but, but really, but really, what it is is, it's a, yeah, it's um, basically trying to find. Uh, I'm not going to even try to explain it. Okay. But yeah, That's basically, probably, probably solve, for the best. problem. <laughs> and um, and then I, the other one that I looked at was the P versus NP. Uh, yeah. problem. Classic, classic. Um, but the Riemann hypothesis, I think you have to like look for certain numbers. That would have this like coefficient or something equal zero or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, there are people that just do this. Yeah. There are people fun. that just sit here. On, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend in my mind they're using these old style black boards with yeah. the chalk, the chalk, hands chalked up, trying to solve these these um different things. So the first one on this list on Wikipedia is the P versus NP. Um, I'm not gonna read it because if I did read the uh, description, yeah, it still wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> um, the Hodge conjecture is the second one. Mm. The Riemann hypothesis. Yeah. The Yang Mills yep. existence and mass gap. Oh yeah, that that gap. That's a, that's a big one. <laughs> I like this one. The Navier. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it as if it's French. I don't know. It's spelled okay. Navier, I guess. Navier Stokes existence and smoothness. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> and then the Burt and Swinnerton Dyer conjecture. These so, sound like progressive rock bands. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was about to say th- these are probably all these terms have probably all been used on um, what's that show? Gosh, that everybody loves. I like it too. Uh, Big Bang, Big Bang Theory. Theory or something like yeah. that. I guess they're yeah. more physicists. Yeah, necessarily mathematicians, but um, yeah, I was like, there's a world with you know these are just people's obsessions, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, if I had time on my hands, man, I I go down those <laughs> rabbit holes. I wouldn't have any idea what they're talking you would, about. You'd you would teach yourself high level math in order to I go would, down these rabbit holes. You know, but so, sometimes I mean, when they break down the explanations of this, uh, there's a lot of people who offer more simple, simplified. Explanations. You know what? Maybe that's what it needs. It requires an outsider's perspective. Yeah. You know, come in with your very minimal understanding. <laughs> you see something that nobody has seen. Boom, million dollars. Million dollars for the smoothness conjecture or whatever the hell it's called. How about I solve them all? Yeah. But so that Riemann hypothesis, I guess, is a problem that's been around. Ooh. I don't know since since Riemann. Yeah. It doesn't say they did on here, but I think since the 1860-somethings or 1870-somethings or something like that. So that was interesting. That was interesting. Uh, how did we get on this topic again? Oh, because is I said the, the S... S- oh, the S-coefficient, which is basically just me that. eating a lot of seamless and getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I saw something I've never seen before in the wild today. I saw somebody order... Tacos from Chipotle. Huh. Have you ever seen anyone order yeah. tacos from Chipotle? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I've, I've ordered tacos from Chipotle. You've ordered tacos from Chipotle. You, oh, we should have been talking about this. I have spent a lot of time in Chipotle over the past couple of weeks, and I had never seen anybody eating or ordering tacos. So let, let me – actually, I have, a, I have a thought about all this. Of but I want, to hear you, I want to hear your thoughts first. Uh, I don't have thoughts other than I didn't eat – I guess it was just a thing that I'd never really seen. I didn't. I assumed they were soft tacos because hard tacos are like not really an actual thing. Uh, they looked tasty enough, I guess. I don't know. I don't think you could you could get me to order tacos from Chipotle ever. But what if I told you? So when I ordered mm. the tacos, in my mind, I was like, you know what? You know, I don't want. A, I don't want a big, huge burrito. Let me just get some tacos, thinking that it's going to be something different. Yeah. What if I told you? It's pretty much the same damn thing. Just and what I felt different- like. What I felt like different container. What I felt like is the same amount of food because <laughs> I got it and I was so like, you just Holy break it crap. into three, right? I was like, hold, hold on, this is a lot of food still. Yeah. Um, well, I think so, they kind of have to do that. Nobody's going to order them if you get significantly less than other things. Exactly. But I thought they're going to be just different. But so if you yeah. want a different, uh, if you're in a different mood, so you want to, yeah, if you're in a taco mood, yeah. Sometimes you send a taco. I want to hold instead of me holding it like this. Oh, oh. <laughs> well see here's the thing i haven't ordered burrito in from chipotle in probably a couple years so what do you i i have gone i've gone straight bowl you do the ball you i bowl it up you bowl it time i bowl it up it's easier to eat uh for some reason it just doesn't feel like i'm eating a small brick let me tell you a burrito is easier to eat no, because a burrito here, a burrito a lot is riding on the structural integrity true, of that tortilla. True, true. If you have a, if you if you breach the hull, you welcome to a world of hurt. You're right. If but you th- breach the hull, you're now eating a bowl without an actual bowl, well, which exactly. is just a mess. But then you then you can just throw it in a bowl, then it becomes a bowl. They don't no. give you a bowl though. You're gonna walk up there with full of shame and say, "Hey, I ruined my burrito. I need a bowl. I need a bowl." Now, what I have seen done. So I, uh-huh. I, I haven't seen a person order a normal bowl. Does a bowl come with a tortilla? Uh, would it, wait, I, I, does a bowl come with a tortilla? Is it, is it like in a tortilla? Oh no, the bowl? No, 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 no. The bowl is just just sitting. So there what in I've a bowl. seen people do is for order the bowl, bowl, but ask for a tortilla with it. Hmm. So that's just a that's just an open faced burrito. That yeah, that's uh, but that's a bowl. Yes. It, yeah, dude. Slippery slopes. We're in, we're in a world. We're in a world that is uh, un. <laughs> uh, what am I trying to say? We're in an un whatever whatever world. Uncharted uncharted, uncharted territory. Territory. Right yeah. And so, what is it called? Who knows? Well, Who you, knows? Okay, you don't want me to open this can of worms. Open so it. a thing that I learned was part of the culture of my very my my previous employer where I worked for three weeks. 
they've had very, very in-depth conversations and debates about what is a sandwich. Of course, yeah, I've had those debates many times. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, do you have a do you have a great working definition of a sandwich, or do you kind of take it on a case by case basis? Case by because my mind has been con- con- continually blown. If you if if the task is to come up with the definition of a sandwich, I I postulate they should probably throw it on the list of these math problems. It can't be done. I don't think it can because you're going to always be able to uh, find an example that you don't think is a sandwich, right? No, that fits your definition, but that you don't think is a sandwich. Exactly, and that's exactly the sandwich dilemma. Exactly, <laughs> Millennium Prize number nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 Sam and Eric sandwich problem. So, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, I argue say it is. I argue that it is not. Because one of the rules that I think a sandwich – something that has to exist for a food item to be a sandwich is that the – and I'm not even saying it has to be bread. But the, 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 the container cannot be connected on one edge. But so, a sub that has, not, that has not been like separated, I would still say that's for sure a sandwich. But it fails my uh, no enclosed edge rule. And then what if you split the hot dog down the middle, turn it <laughs> And then it becomes a sandwich? Flat. Yeah. I think then it becomes a sandwich. <laughs> That's what I'm it saying. It becomes a hot dog. It becomes a – I don't – shit, is man. That, is, I don't know. Is the hot dog the whole thing or is the hot dog the actual meat uh, byproduct type meat thing in the middle? All right. What hot about dog, – hot dog without a bun is still a hot dog. A hot yeah. dog, you know what I'm saying? But when you dip it in corn batter and fry it, it becomes a corn dog. Yeah, which is definitely not a sandwich. Definitely not a sandwich. No, because it's totally you could probably turn that corn dog into a sandwich somehow. Slice it up and put it on a sub on a sub bun. Yeah, man. Then you got a corn dog sandwich. These are the problems um, (laughs) that we need to solve. You know what? Um, And speaking of solving problems, I know I've just been yapping her off, but I have another one. Another thing I want to share because when I watched it, I was like, you know, this is so inspiring, man. Um, On Netflix, uh, there's a there's a movie there's a documentary called Slingshot. Okay. And. Have you heard of that by any chance? Nope. Okay. So the guy who invented the Segway. Yep. You remember you remember his name by any chance? I don't, but I remember the hype around it before he announced it. Yeah. All right. So Dean uh, Dean Kamen. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so yeah, I, I never heard of this guy in any other capacity other than making the Segway. Okay. And also like the, after the hype around it and that it didn't do well in terms of sales and yeah. all that stuff and it, you know the fact that we're not looks, all writing segues yeah, people right look now. silly on it etc although how i mean i don't want to derail us but how interesting is it that these hoverboards which is basically a segue without the the part you hold on to like blowing up exactly uh but anyway i think it's a smaller probably more affordable probably. cheaper they, yeah. they now you still they, look like a doofus. You yeah. still look like a doofus on it. But now they can get cheaper labor, probably from you know made in China, you know, and stuff like that. All right. All right. Yep. And stuff like that. But um, and so I, I was kind of just in my mind thought, not that I thought about him, but like if people had said Segway, or, you know, the guy who invented the Segway, it was almost like a joke in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like like he he sort of became comedic fodder i guess for people right because i think it was so hyped and then people were expectations were so high and then it was like this kind of goofy looking thing that like like mall cops ride exactly um the dude at least how this documentary presented him is seems like a decent dude man oh yeah i'm sure yeah incredibly smart he and so he he is an inventor he's invented a ton of things Mm -hmm. a ton of things things that he's, he's invented medical devices that have really helped people in different capacities. Uh, I think he. Uh, what's what's the um, apparatus that um, when you get uh, your blood tra- blood transfusion machines and stuff that could be used? No, dialysis. Sorry, not not blood transfusions. Dialysis, dialysis machines that could be used at home, more portable, smaller. Gotcha. Um, because like the ones that were like sold by like yeah, you have to like, time, go. You have to go into the hospital. Yeah, and man. Spend hours there. And it's it's the guy. The guy. His perspective on the world was like, you know, he's smart, but he likes to solve the big problems that no one else wants to mm-hmm. to solve. So Baxter's like, oh, we can, there's no way to make it smaller. And he wants to like make things to improve people's lives. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the segue was that that's his purpose right. behind it. And so his passion behind just that, I was like, man, this dude is a real dude, man. Like. I nice. was like, I have mad respect. I have mad respect. What's this documentary called? Um, this Slingshot. Slingshot. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. And the nice. story really is around him trying to build a machine 
um, that basically can help bring water, clean water, to mm. remote parts of the world using a, um, a, a, a invention that he created, which basically it's essentially a distiller. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a different way of distilling the water in, in a sort of a one unit type of device. And uh, cool. and he he actually spoke about um, some of the things I think we talked about in one of our OD class. Uh, um, so it kind of applies, but the difficulty in not just making the device, but you know, um, you can't just drop it off there. Like you know, things right, yeah, they've yeah, had yeah. The, uh, things that weren't successes because the in, you know things that happen once you just drop it there, like infighting or people taking right, over. Yeah, there's product, all you know. sorts of. Uh, I mean, it's a complex system, and if you tweak one aspect of the system, exactly. other things change. So it has to be a more complete think through of, of how it's going to work exactly and then on top cool. of on top of that just the logistics of getting them there you oh, know sure. because there's all these companies that do all these things for third world countries but everyone they go to is like well we don't really do that you know we yeah. give you money you know <laughs> and so um yeah uh it you know watching it i mean i, I didn't start tearing up but I, like it, it but it yeah it made me like all well, sad, like sappy inside. I'm like, this dude is a good dude, man. Like, nice. And, and his pursuit of the of these inventions seemed very earnest. And right, it doesn't and, seem like he has an ulterior motive. Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem like you know. Again, this is right. documentary yeah. presenting a thing, but it, se- it didn't seem like he's like, oh, let me see if I can make a lot of money off these. You know, you yeah. Know. Um, he sees a problem in the world and says, you know what, I like sort of exploring and trying to figure things out, and let me try to do it. Now, clearly, this guy, he's a little different type of guy, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, that's cool. I, I want to promote it so people don't just look at him as a comedic fodder. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, while we're talking about documentaries, I actually just watched a documentary on Netflix as well called "Man on Wire," mm. and it's about the guy and his team that broke into the World Trade Center in like shortly after it was built and strung up a high wire between the two towers, and then he walked back and forth between the two towers. Like eight times or something. Yeah, it was crazy. I need to like watch this that. dude, man. Like, I don't, I don't. It my my palms were getting sweaty just watching it from my couch. Like, <laughs> like the video that they're just showing of it. I don't understand how someone could be wired that way. Pun intended. In uh, uh, in perspective. So how, how how tall was he up on the world tour? World at the very top. Whatever like, the very. Based on the tower that you were on before, I don't know which one's oh, taller. Oh, right. Uh, I don't know how it compared to uh, the Sears Tower. Uh, but you get to see that I height. I think it was taller. Yeah. I don't actually remember. Gosh. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. And like, this was not just like a – on a whim, you decide to go up there and, and do this. Uh, he, I mean, basically, he saw a pamphlet for the World Trade Center before they were even built – and that's the way he describes it in the documentary. That's when he decided, like, this was his new purpose in life, basically, Jeez. was to walk across these on a, on a wire. Purpose. Uh, and it took years of, of him training, obviously, and planning because they had to essentially break in and get through security and everything and get with, all, with a ton of equipment. I mean, this, this cable that he's walking on is very thick. Uh, it was really kind of crazy and um, impressive. One, and, one quick question. I am going to watch yeah. this documentary because I'm curious. Hey, hey, they have that movie that came out with uh, James, whatever, whatever. I think that, it was, that that's a story that I was t- t- okay. that's telling. But uh, how do they get the wire to the other side? Good. I'm glad like that you asked. They spent a lot of time on this. Bow and arrow with fishing line attached to steadily larger ropes until they got to the level of the – Full thick. I guess cable. my point is though, if they miss, right? Isn't that- oh yeah? They talk about how. Uh, so it was kind of hazy when they were when they got up there, like in the middle of the night. They were they they got up at in the evening and then spent all night setting up basically. But so the guy on the one side shot the arrow to the other side, and the guy he was shooting to didn't see where it landed. Yeah. And he spent a long time like trying to like feel for it. He said he even he took off all of his clothes, hoping that he could then feel the fishing line if it would like brush up against him. And then he finally found the arrow, and it was like, according to him, precariously on the edge of the corner of the building, like just kind of balancing there. That's intense. Yeah, yeah that's it, intense. it was nuts. That's intense. Uh, 
the most impressive thing I think was the fact that he convinced like five or six other people to really go out on a limb for him and help him do this. And yeah. they didn't get any of the uh, fame and stuff that came along with it. They just like believed in him and wanted to help him. Jeez. It's interesting. That, yeah. I'm going to have to watch that one next. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't feel that sense, that level of purpose about uh, anything in my life. I don't think. It's <sighs> weird too. Like they have video of him actually doing it. Like I've never, he seemed like he was just out for a stroll. Like he had such utter confidence in his ability to walk on this wire that it wasn't even it wasn't like a, a thing that made him nervous at all. It was just like this is what I do. Like I was born to walk on thin wires in between high things. Is he alive or dead? He's still alive right now. When he dies, I need to check around his brain. There's there's something else different <laughs> okay. in there. See, there the the part the self preservation, especially around heights part, is just non existent. Jeez, man. Yeah. I I'm not a I I can't even wrap my mind around that. Uh, man, we've been very, very uh, learned in today's episode, talking about documentaries and math theorems. Look at us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I do have to go because I got to. Oh, yeah. You're a busy man. You yeah. got theorems to, you got, you got math problems I'm to going solve. to solve this millennium prize. <laughs> uh, do you want to leave the kids with any, uh, any, any parting thoughts? Purpose. What's your purpose in life? Is it to. Oh, wow. Sneak into a building. Yeah. Pass guards with five people named Jack, Carter, Wilma, Blue Old, and Gary. To shoot a fishing string across the to the other building. To walk on a wire several times as if you were in your own backyard. Is that your purpose? Is your purpose to build inventions that will help humankind? Is that your purpose? What is your purpose, everyone? Think about that. <laughs> Beautiful. I didn't even want to say anything. I didn't want, I want to end it. I want to end it right there. And this has been <laughs> The File Drawer. You can find the uh, show notes up on the page. At uh, thefiledrawer.audio backslash episodes backslash 49? Probably. I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Exciting. Yes. Exciting times. All right, sir. Good to talk to you. Talk to you next week. Take it easy.